0: Is it possible to lose your salvation? Let's talk about it. My name is Adam Butler. You're listening to Bubblegum Gospel Podcast. Once saved, always saved? Or is it possible to become unsaved? There's a few points I think we need to delve into in order to answer this question properly. Because after all, if it is possible to lose my salvation, what if I already have and I just don't know it? That's why this is an important question. See both the Roman Catholic theology and some denominations of Protestantism hold the view that one can in fact lose his or her salvation. Catholics believe, for example, in two categories of sin. Venial sins are the less serious ones which require confession to a priest who is the mediator between man and God, who will then grant forgiveness. The more serious sins, according to Catholic theology, are known as mortal sins, which when committed can cost salvation. I strongly differ with this position. I like what Dr. Michael Brown said when he was asked the same question. He says that we cannot lose our salvation in the sense that we lose our car keys as if to misplace them or something. However, Brown states, we can forfeit our salvation, being that God will not force anyone into heaven against their will. God grants us the choice to obey or to reject Him. Should we choose to reject Him, we can forfeit our salvation. And refused to follow Christ. I would argue, however, that someone who once was a Christian and has either fallen away, known as apostasy, or has simply chosen to stop believing, was never really saved in the first place. Why? Well, first things first, what does the Bible say? Paul speaks of salvation as transformation. He says in 2 Corinthians 3.18 that we're being transformed into God's image with ever-increasing glory. Romans 12.2 says do not conform to this world but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Transformation in the Greek is the word metamorpho. If that sounds familiar it's because that's where we get the English word metamorphosis when speaking of the change between a caterpillar and a butterfly for example. It is literally to make a dramatic change in form or being. Now once a caterpillar transforms into a butterfly the butterfly cannot transform back into a caterpillar. In other words, it's a brand new creation, permanently. The same is true for the believer who has been transformed by the Holy Spirit. Similarly, Jesus speaks in the Gospel of John about salvation being a rebirth. One who has truly been born again is a new creation, Scripture says. So, if true salvation has taken place in the life of the believer, he or she cannot lose that. In other words, Christ's atoning work on the cross covers our sins. And according to Romans 8, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So though we still stumble and sin, our sins are paid for and our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Jesus also says of believers in John 10:28, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Let's look at a few other passages which speak of the believer's eternal security. John 15 verse 24 says, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. Jesus seems to be speaking here of a transformation that has already taken place. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 13 through 14 say, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth... The gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Verse 14. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. One more. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So what about those who do fall away? Going back to Matthew chapter 7, what about those who Jesus says will say to him, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy, drive out demons, and perform miracles in your name? To which Jesus says, I never knew you. Well, there's a distinction between those who profess and those who possess salvation. Anyone can profess salvation. In other words, anyone can claim to be saved, but only those who have truly been redeemed by God's Spirit are really saved. After all James says in James 2:19 that even the demons believe but they're not saved as for the true believers who seem to fall away scripture seems to also draw a distinction between a loss of salvation which does not occur and a loss of spiritual rewards or even personal faith which is evident in passages like 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 11 through 15 1 Corinthians 9:27 Galatians 5:4 And second Timothy two seventeen through eighteen. So in summation, we're saved by grace alone through faith alone, and repentance is a natural response to salvation, and it's part of the evidence that we've been redeemed. Those who are truly saved will have a new heart and new desire to follow Christ, as Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. People who are truly saved by God's Spirit cannot lose their salvation unless they choose to deny the Lord. Nobody is unsavable. God will redeem anyone who calls on the name of the Lord. And scripture is very clear. When we are saved, God's spirit will testify with our spirit that we are in fact saved. So be encouraged by this, that nothing can separate you from God's love. Until next time, I'm Adam Butler, and you've been listening to Bubblegum Gospel Podcast.